0: Hey, everybody, welcome to episode one of the Growth Swag podcast. I'm Adam Massey, and uh, today I'm going to be taking you through my first podcast ever, um, hopefully the first of many I plan to start doing, with a focus really on leadership um, and really exploring growth, right? Not only personal growth and you know growth uh, in the professional setting, but just overall exploring personal and leadership growth spiritual growth, maybe a little bit through learning, community, and innovation. So a little bit about me. Um, I am father of three, happily married, been you know, working for probably around 20 years, a little more than 20 years now, and always in technology. Uh, various different software and technology companies. I've done big companies like Oracle and Google. I've done small startups uh, you probably haven't heard of. And... Uh, when I look back at my career journey, you know, growth is obviously one of the things that you think about when you kind of string together your different experiences together at different companies and playing different roles. But when I got to Google, uh, Google was really where I first became a people manager, where I really became a leader, where I really became an executive and effectively, you know, wasn't formally prepared for any of those things other than having worked for some great bosses and some not so great bosses. And seeing, you know, attributes and styles of really great leaders and leaders who didn't resonate with me that I was able to take from and patch together my own, you know, interpretation of what a great leader and a great manager and a great boss really is. Um, So Google was kind of my breeding ground. And it's where I learned how to be a good boss and a good leader. It's also where You know, Google invests a lot in creating great managers and great leaders. So I was able to benefit not only from a great training ground, but also one where there was tremendous investment and resources put into this. Um, One of the better known studies that Google did over the course of a decade was how to create great managers. Um, And they did tons of study around, you know, what are the attributes of great managers um, what are some of the things that uh, cause teams to struggle and managers to struggle? And um, it was really interesting, actually. So I got to benefit from a lot of that research uh, and contribute back to it uh, in many ways. But I think one of the big things, and this kind of leads us to our topic today, that I took away from my experience at Google is, you know, I think a lot of times when you find yourself uh, responsible for a team of people or multiple teams... of of teams of people, um, a lot of managers come in and really try to make their mark, right? And, you know, they would probably never say this, but you get the feeling it's really more about them and how can they use their team as a tool to go accomplish, you know, really big things. But, you know, what I saw at Google through, uh, you know, good and bad experiences uh, of leadership were that the best, really that the best um leaders were servant leaders right so servant leadership is a leadership philosophy it's been around for quite a while Uh, i think it was initially founded by a a gentleman named robert k greenleaf Um, and he really defined it as um, being about serving your team before anything else so really what servant leadership is about and i have a couple really interesting quotes here you know he spent a number of years studying leadership and management, and also um, also um, working and you know at developing it. But the idea was effectively that it's a philosophy where the main goal of the leader is to serve. It's different from traditional leadership where the leader's main focus is the thriving of the company or their organizations. Servant leadership inverts the norm, which puts the customer service associates as the main priority. Instead of people working to serve the leader, the leader exists to serve the people. And so this is kind of, yeah. You know, there's a couple of pieces in there that uh, probably don't make sense in the modern day we live in. But in general, the idea is that the leader exists to serve the people. And what I found at Google was as a young up and coming people manager who really had no idea what he was doing, Um, I kind of adopted this philosophy and really executed in a way that enabled me to unleash their potential. And so what I mean by that, and just to kind of like break that down a little bit, um, I believed, you know, I didn't know all the different ways to be a great leader and great manager. I was reading books and I was trying to, you know, figure it all out. But what I did know inherently was that really great people are at the core. So step one, Uh, Make hiring and people your absolute top priority. I have never, ever in my career, you know, found one truth to be more sort of everlasting and consistent. Hire great people and, you know, basically remove obstacles and they can do amazing things. Um, Hiring people that aren't so great is just really destructive on many levels. And we can get into that in more detail, probably on another another podcast but hiring bad people is toxic i think we all get that but hiring great people is just incredible Uh, so that's at the core of that philosophy hire really great people and then two it's all about serving your team and your people so how do you as a leader uh, really optimize around removing obstacles from your team giving them the tools and the resources they need to be successful giving them you know the right levels of latitude uh, and autonomy to decide where they should, you know, prioritize their time and and their efforts, um, involve them to the right degree, in helping to craft the direction. So actively getting feedback from those people, really empowering them. And I would always sort of tell people, especially when I was leading sales teams, like, hey, you know, there's a woman on my team, and you know, I would tell her she's the CEO of her territory. And I don't just mean that in so, sort of like a Cliche way. What I really mean is like, you know, extreme ownership, own that territory and be the CEO and come to me and let me know what you need uh, from an overall running your business to be successful. And I'm going to make sure that as long as it's reasonable, I'm giving you, I'm giving her all those resources to unlock that territory and for her to operate like an owner, not a sales rep. And when people act like owners, you know, it changes the whole tenor of everything. So that was a big thing. Hire great people. Uh, one and then two, serve them. Make sure that they're empowered. Make sure that they're, you know, they've got that right latitude to work on the things that they they deem to be most important. And most of all, remove obstacles from them. Um, one of the biggest obstacles, especially bigger companies, that I found myself having to um, remove was the company itself. So you know, in sales organizations and other business development organizations, there is a ton of busy work that flows down from upper leadership down to your team all the time. There's, you know, spreadsheets that need to be completed things that need to be prioritized. You're constantly in staff meetings, getting all these requests that in your heart of hearts, you know, you're going to have to go to your team and gather all the data to be able to get back. So, you know, there's ways as a leader, you can instrument that so that it's less uh, manual every time those requests come in and you've got, you know, your, your act together. So you can respond to those requests without having to burden your team. But I was constantly trying to figure out how do I shield my team from all of the bullshit that comes down, that's going to take them away from being effective. Um, and so the result of all this for me was my team's you know, at least they tell me they loved me Uh, they thought I was a really great manager and a great leader. I've had several people tell me, uh, who worked for me directly that they appreciated the, the fine balance between direction, but also autonomy, right? Giving them the latitude within a certain scope to be able to operate freely, but ensuring that they were also, uh, you know, given the right direction. So they were rowing, you know, rowing the boat in the right direction. So that was, that was a big thing. Um, and just serving them, removing obstacles, letting them be successful, getting out of their way. So that was a key thing. Um, I think as a leader, obviously, you've got to understand the business. You've got to know, you've got to be able to set the direction and the strategy. Uh, one of the things for me that was always like, is always the most painful things to hear is when you hear chatter amongst the team or other people who aren't on your team, you know, maybe in the cafeteria or whatever, complaining about like, oh, my manager, I just, I no. what's our strategy? What are we doing? Right. Like that's the worst thing to hear, whether they're your people or not, They're work at your company. Uh, It's awful to hear because, you know, if anything, make sure people are clear on the high level direction. Make sure everybody knows, hey, we're contributing to going in this direction. And maybe there's a huge amount of autonomy in what they contribute to get in that direction. Or maybe it's super, super prescribed. But. At the highest levels, especially in senior leadership, that's job one. Make sure everybody knows the right, you know, the strategy and where they fit in. And I've seen time and time again, people, even at lower levels in an organization, people will, you know, work to the bone if they know they're contributing to a bigger mission. If they're working really, really hard and they don't see how it fits into the bigger picture, that's when people get frustrated, burnt out, you know, it just, it's not a good situation. So all of this, I think, comes down to comes back to this flavor of servant leadership, which starts with not focusing on yourself as a leader and the impact you can have, but how do you remove obstacles and create and develop and enable a high-performing team and unleash the potential they didn't even know they had by removing obstacles and giving them room to run and ensuring that they've got the high-level direction, they've got a ton of support you're removing obstacles and you're doing everything you can to make them successful. Um, And, you know, just to kind of share a story, there was definitely some times in my career where I was given opportunities, new leadership opportunities where it completely, I was completely out of my depth. Like I did not know the domain that well and um, I had to ramp up and I had to learn and it was super scary and very intimidating, but it's funny. When I look back at those times Uh, there are times when I probably grew the most. So like one specific example is like at the beginning of 2015, I was blessed with just an incredible opportunity to lead Google Cloud's, um, Google Cloud Platform's global ecosystem. And that meant like all elements of the Google Cloud Platform partnership, strategy, program, resale channel, all of that. And I understood all of that stuff, but I was very new and fresh to the you know infrastructure side of the technology business and Google Cloud was very technical and it was a big ramp for me. And so I put in a ton of work to get proficient and be able to speak the language as quickly as possible. But I went into that job distinctly knowing like I've got a high performance team of people who are super technically adept and I don't know nearly what they know. The funny thing is in retrospect, when I look at, you know, various points in my career where I've been in situations where I had new teams or new challenges. I think that was one of the times where I felt like I stepped up the best as a leader. And partly it was because the purity, like I didn't know the domain. So of course, I'm not going to go in there and try to like, act like I, you know, can build VM clusters. And you know, I know all about, you know, uh, network configuration in Google Cloud Platform. That wasn't what they needed. They needed direction. Right. And so the fact that I didn't have the same level of domain expertise and all the technical jargon figured out quite yet, in some ways freed me to double down my focus on high level strategy, direction, organization of the team to be maximally effective, all of that. And so in the first bunch of staff meetings I had, the focus was completely on that. All my meetings with the team were really around how can I serve them? How can I unblock? What are their biggest obstacles? How can I unblock those? What are they doing now? And how do we maybe shift direction a little bit to be aligned with a higher order strategy? And as a result, you know, a time when I was super freaked out and scared of that ended up being a time where maybe I shined you know, one of the best moments of, of my career in terms of you know, shining as a leader. And so that was me falling back on, on servant leadership. It served me well. I think there's a lot of other leadership philosophies that you need to adopt. So every leader needs to kind of build their right mix of things. But those were some of the things I took away uh, from Google. Uh, And I will leave it with this is that, you know, one of the things we always talked about at Google is people more often than not leave managers, they don't leave companies. And one of the biggest things I've seen, especially at my time, my 12 years at Google was people's love of their job was very heavily influenced by, you know, their manager. So great leadership super important. But if you're managing a team of people or teams of teams, man, like you have to really think about how do you become a great manager and bring that team together and unlock their potential? Because more often than not, I've seen people you know, stick with jobs they don't particularly love because the team and the manager they work for are next level and incredible. So I'm going to wrap up. Uh, that was today's topic on servant leadership. We're going to do more of this soon. We're going to probably delve into uh, Project Oxygen in a little more detail in a future podcast. But if you have questions, hit me up and uh, look forward to hearing from you. And I'll see you next time.